oh, when you you know when I get the you're good from Dan the producer. I'm usually just waiting for yeah Alex to say something. I do forget. I'm Alex not going to say something off this week. No, Matt will not. But we do welcome in Matt Rooney. He's been here before. He's a hockey guy. You know him as that. He's putting out the hockey picks. That's a little golf too. That you got the API hat on. I love that. I forgot to order mine. Like I, I did the thing That's where I left, that, yeah. I left it in the cart and I didn't order it. So I still have that. I still have a bunch of stuff. I got to buy at Fanatic. So I will, maybe I'll get a player's one because it's going to be too damn late for an API hat at this point. Yeah, Puma came out with these, like they've done like yearly releases uh, the last like three or four years. It was like, you know, Ricky Fowler and Puma collaborating with the, with the API and, I think these, this one, there was a blue one. There was a pink one that were all the first year that I have, I, I bought all three of them. They've had releases, like different kind of variations of them every year, but these, the first year ones were just unmatched. They're just the best. I feel like, and we're just right off, right off the bat, we're getting off topic, which I'm fine with. That's okay. Care. It's Alex isn't here to keep us in line, but they, I think it must be Pumas too. There's these shoes and they're like those, you know, they're golf shoes, but they're, they don't have cleats. They just have like grippers mm-hmm. underneath or whatever. And it's like the whole bottom part of the sole is just like a, a repeating pattern of the, the colorful umbrella. And I try yeah, to get some cool. and like, they're impossible to get, which I they, guess they, not, not, they came not, out with, yeah, you're a sneakerhead if you have shoes that you can't get. Cause that's all I see people bitching about on Twitter. It's like, Oh, I'm, the sneakers app and I wanted these shoes and I didn't get them. And it's like, I Man, I just go to I just go to the shoe store, buy my T-Lands, and I'm fine. They are uh, the Puma does with along with the hats. They do you know a whole line of like the the Arnold Palmer stuff. So I think shoes are different one every year. I was actually looking at the this year's pair yesterday on on Puma's website. Took very took a lot of self control to not go ahead and buy them for like two hundred and twenty dollars or whatever they are. Like I'm like I'm not a sneakerhead, but when it comes to golf shoes, I'm like yeah. Sometimes those special edition ones like those look really cool. Like I think it was Augusta or the Adidas a couple of years ago did like a master's shoe that was based off like the Georgia peach ice cream sandwich. That's so famous there. And I eventually oh, yeah, got yeah. those and they're, they're awesome. But like, that's though that, that's, I guess the type of sneakerhead I am not really the, uh, the, the gym shoes, but give me a good golf shoe. I'm in. I will. Yeah. I'm going to ask this <clears throat> of the chat of the audience of the podcast listeners. You can hit me on Twitter if you want to, but I do, I am going to play more golf this year. That's like my, my only goal this summer is to walk some rounds this summer before work because I, I literally am a block from a golf course. I should be playing nine every morning. I need sure. some golf shoes. Way, way, way back in the day before I cared about golf, somebody invited me to a, a tournament. They said, I have clubs you can borrow. And I went and got some shoes. And I, I'm like, I'm not paying for golf shoes, but I really thought I needed golf shoes. So I went to like the thrift store and they, they had one pair of golf shoes in the whole place. And they were my size and they're just like the old foot joys, you know, the white and brown pattern, mm-hmm. like the classic foot joys. And they're like, they're good. I put new soft spikes on them eventually and they're fine, but I should get some new golf shoes. So looking for wrecks for new golf shoes from no, you guys. No free ads. Adidas. No free. Adidas makes a really comfortable pair and Puma probably. Adidas and Puma are probably the I'm a, two I'm a Puma guy. Puma's my, my workout I go shoes Puma. are always Pumas. So. Pumas are, find- Puma golf shoes are fantastic. Find me some. Oh, we gotta get some squares like Sep. Yeah, those are those were fucking ugly. Sep shoes are awful. Uh, real quick off the top, you can see the FanDuel logo in the top. If you can't, it's because you're listening to this as a podcast, or you have your eyes closed, or maybe you have us playing in a different tab. I don't know. Either way, we welcome in new title sponsor, FanDuel Sportsbook. 
They will be our sponsor for the summer, so we'll be using their odds, looking at their uh, looking at their various markets, and encouraging you to get signed up, especially if you're in Illinois. There is. A, I'm excited uh, to sign up with them on uh, on Friday. I believe it is March 5th. They go live back. We can we can mobile register again. I don't have to drive, you know, an hour to go sign up in person on on Friday in Illinois. I can just click our our nice BetSports FanDuel link and, and get myself registered there. Yeah, and, yeah. Congrats on the McAfee FanDuel bag. Our bag wasn't quite that big. I think uh, I think much much smaller. But we are excited to work with FanDuel. And like Matt said, Matt's a Chicago guy. I know a bunch of you guys do live in that state as well. It'll be awesome again to have mobile sign up, mobile stuff for them. I don't know why more states aren't just going to that right away. Uh, hopefully that's going to be the norm rather than the maybe the exception to the rule going forward. So we'll have some uh, we'll have some promotions going out if you live in Illinois and you are a uh, subscriber to, or if you're a user on BetSperts, we'll probably send you some free promos out there for some good stuff for the pre-registration offer. Check that out in your email, and uh, let's let's gamble a little. Let's uh, let's, let's bet on some things. That's what this show's I, about, right? Yeah, I don't, I didn't really, I just put this in here because I want to talk about this. If you guys have followed me for years, I do my conference tournament previews this time of year. I have another one pretty much ready to publish right now. This year, a little different. I've been doing some short videos, too. I think this is fun. So if you are on the YouTube channel and you hate reading, I'm going to take those articles and compress it down to like a 90, 120-second video. High-level stuff. Just go over the bracket quick, show you the odds, tell you who I picked. I will be taking an outright in every single conference. I'll probably, you know what? I, I am going to thumb my nose at the big boys again, though. Every year, I've written 26 previews. And there's 32 conferences because somebody is always doing a better job of the ACC and the Big Ten. Like, I just don't pay attention to those. I don't bet those conferences. So, like, you can have those. I'll probably just do the 26 IOs to continue to look for those on YouTube. I have the NEC and the Horizon up. The Ace Sun will be very soon. And the Patriots, obviously, this afternoon as well. And a few more tomorrow. So, um, if you have any questions and or if you have any hot tips on conference tournament action futures. That's my favorite thing to bet is having like 15, 15 future bets live on like a Friday. Once we get, get into this rolling season where like three start and then three more start and then four more start. And by Friday, you have like 16 teams in action that you have bets on. It's a, it's a whole nother kind of thrill. See, I, I did have a couple of college basketball conference tourney questions, but you said avoid the, you're you're not doing the big boys, so I don't know if I can ask them. I had a couple couple. I had an ACC question, I had a Big East question, but I don't know if you're you're oh, willing man, to answer them or not. I don't know those, those and those tournaments are very difficult too because, like the Big Ten, the Big East, they let everybody in, and they're like mm-hmm. 15 deep now. Literally, so that, yeah. Like there, there yeah, are like the ACC. It's like the top four seeds or whatever get a double buy. It's it, they're letting that many teams in that they have to give like four teams double buys. Yeah, those, those brackets are a mess to try to break down. Like I, I struggle with these because some of these do you know reseeding and goofy things, and that that's a big part of the previews is like really understanding what's happening because you can look at a team's path, you look at this bracket, and be like, oh, they go here. No, they reseed. Like things can flip on their head just based mm-hmm. on some other team getting upset or, hey, this is a, a team that's going to be home. No, they're going to Indianapolis after two rounds. Some of these, they'll play a couple at the campus sites and then they'll go to a, a neutral site. Some of them are neutral site all the way through. That's a big part of what I try to get my head around. So I have the information looking at those games uh, individually. 
speaking quick of India, West Coast Conference and the OVC do the triple buys, where if you are triple the top buy. two teams, love that. Yeah, you are. Let's just get you, you to the semifinals. You're in the semis. Yeah, Gonzaga's just oh, sitting God. there in the semifinals. Like last year when the COVID was a little spikier, and um, you know they were the number one team undefeated. I remember before the tournament, like when the tournament started, since they didn't have to play, those guys just went and got a hotel away from everyone just to make sure they didn't get sick heading into yeah, the tournament. Yeah, makes sense. So, but yeah, Gonzaga, congrats on your semifinals appearance so far. We'll see how that goes. Once I, I'm sure they're minus 400 to win the tournament again. That's never a fun one to break down because it's a mid-major with a super powerhouse in it. It's annoying. But uh, uh, individual bets. I don't know if I'd play these. Andy's cold as ice. This is the worst run in college basketball I've had for a while. Like, uh, take, take it. I ah, yeah, fade Andy, I guess. I don't know. I, I really dug in and looked into some of this stuff for, you know, what's been going wrong, what's been going right. I did come up with a couple bets today. I haven't put them in our bet spurts yet, but uh, uh, Green Bay plus 10 versus Detroit. Detroit's a team I like. I joked. I joked with uh, a couple people like that conference tournament, the horizon is so wide open. It's just a massive, like nobody set themselves apart. And there's a lot of teams that have to play an extra game that have a pretty decent shot at maybe making a run. Detroit's probably one of those teams. They have the best player in the league. They're just, you know, like the sixth best team overall. Wait, we've seen this. I, I kept comparing it to Max Admus from, uh, Oral Roberts, where a guy can just take over, win the Summit League, then they, you know, just keeps going, wins a couple games in the tournament. So Detroit's a little squirrely of a team, but I can't, uh, I can't get them up to ten points here versus Green Bay, even though Green Bay is a bit of a poopy team on offense. I like their defense here. They are a middle of the pack defense who could probably keep this close. And Green Bay plus ten is my only look in the Horizon League. Otherwise, my future is sitting on a buy. And you'll have to check out that preview because I'm not telling you. It's Purdue Fort Wayne. It, oh, come on, you got you to keep the tease, Andy. I know. I'm not very good at teasing. And then the other one is a, is a team I've, I've done this a few times with. You know, this, this total is going to be low because they have a good defense and they run a slow pace. But I like Richmond to, to score some points here. Richmond is a very good offense. Richmond doesn't turn the ball over. Richmond shoots the free throws well. Richmond and Dayton have faced each other. I think no, this is this will actually be the first time they meet this year. Some of these conferences that have too many damn teams, you're not getting two matchups versus everyone here. But uh, yeah, I, I'll make this like 136. Honestly, yesterday. I should have looked in this, and I don't know if a lot of places have team totals for a shit conference like the MIAC, but, man, I said, like, how do I lose this game? And, uh, you know, NC Central doesn't doesn't help, or, and Norfolk scores 75, 80 points, and the other team doesn't get me there. And if you did an implied team total, my favorite would have gotten there, but the total fell woefully short as boy it was it was an ugly go from it was like 40 to 17 at one point like once you get to blowout territory all bets are off and i didn't even pay attention to the second half so just these two for today and we'll uh keep pumping out previews 
I love with your Dayton bet there, the the Dayton over there, that just the sigh, the complete like, I hate this, but I, I just my numbers say I have to bet it, so I'm going to bet it, but I don't want to do it. Like I feel like every gambler has been there at some point. Like I really hate this pick, but it's the right pick, so I'm going to make it. Dayton and Dayton is like a top fifty team in the country from three. They don't, you know, they don't take the most threes, but when they do, they make them. They're super efficient on offense. They uh, they don't shoot free throws very well, so things could get messy. Hopefully, this just goes to quadruple overtime. I don't have to worry about it at all. And then one quick final note on college basketball, which uh, AJ Donaldson here points out in the chat. Good one. This has been brought up a few times by some people I talked to. Weird situation with the Milwaukee game versus Illinois Chicago. I don't I don't know if we actually got an answer to why. UIC is not hosting the game. <clears throat> Something about giving up the right to host games in the tournament, but UIC is the higher seed and should be hosting the game. But due to something weird like that, this game that, will be played. Did that have to do in... with like when the Horizon League tried to kick them out of the conference or something like that? Yeah. Is that some sort of like meet in the middle? You can play in the conference tournament, but you can't. I don't know. That was a weird situation. I, yeah, I didn't know if this was a sanctions thing or if it was just a, something weird with, I, it could have been COVID protocols or maybe they're working on their gym and they got contractors in there. Honestly, a lot of different things. I, 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 Andy, through. I live I, about five blocks from the UIC gym. Maybe you should go check check out the blocks. gym. I'll, I'll, I will, uh, after the show's over, I'll, I'll pop my coat on and I'll go walk over there see if I see any cranes or anything hanging out. Yeah. Either either way, it's a longer walk for you up to Milwaukee where this is played. So, uh, there were books. There were books that opened this line wrong because they threw the home field, home field, home court advantage on the wrong team. So it was lined about four points, four or five points off to start with. Yeah. And some people were able to take advantage. I'm not sure if every book will honor that, but just a... Just a word to the wise. Thank you, Mr. Donaldson, for pointing that out. Good call. And uh, Matt, you're a hockey guy. Feed me I am some a hockey. hockey guy. I have been. Uh, I, I have. I, last time I threw out some bets was Saturday. That was a two and two day. But like, leading into that, I think I've been like seven and two in my last nine bets. So I've, I've been a little bit better as of late. Had, had a nice little run here. Um, have a bigger ish card tonight. I guess three games and a prop. Um, th this first one, the, the abs minus one and a half at the, at that minus minus one fourteen. that was a similar bet for me to your Dayton over where I was like, ah, it, it's scary. It's tricky because the Islanders are a really good kind of scrappy defensive team, but they are, uh, the, the Islanders are a little bit banged up. Their best player, Matthew Barzal is, is either out or coming back off a knee injury tonight. So even if he's back, don't know how full strength he's going to be, or if that knee is going to kind of hamper his speed a little bit what Colorado does best is skate 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 they're just the fastest team in hockey they can outskate anybody and I just I, I think I have a, a hard time seeing the Islanders keep up with that speed uh the, the Islanders have been a little bit up and down they, they won their last game for nothing on the road but previously they'd lost their, their, their previous two I should say so I, I like the abs here. It's close enough to even money. You're not going to get as many uh, plus money odds on these these favorites puck lines as, as you did midseason early on in the season because Vegas is is on to all these teams. They kind of know more of who they are now, but this is close enough to, to that even money line for me. And then that same game, Nathan McKinnon, over half a goal or two score or you know, any time goal score, whatever you want to call it. 
uh, plus 146. He's got, I believe it is, five goals in his last four games, six in his last six. He's scored in each of those last four. So if it plus 146, um, I really like that. I like taking the chance there. The Avs have just a loaded forward group, three or four different superstars, and it's just kind of taking turns who carries the offense for for stretches. Right now it happens to be Nate McKinnon, so I, I like Nate McKinnon's uh Nate McKinnon to light the lamp tonight. Uh, I'm hopping on there with you and fading Detroit. I'm going to fade Detroit, fade the Red Wings. Uh, the Hurricanes are plus 110 to cover their puck line tonight. Detroit's a really young, talented hockey team, and in a couple of years they're going to be a contender. They had a, a nice you know, first half of the season. They're kind of starting to fade off a little bit. Carolina is every bit of a Stanley Cup contender. They've won five in a row and kind of done that in a whole bunch of different ways, whether that's been close games, blowouts, track meets, uh, low scoring games. They've kind of done it all and they're capable of doing it all. Uh, Detroit really struggles uh, in net. They have their their two main goalies this year, both have goals against averages over three. So I I like Carolina on the road. I think the last time the the Red Wings played, they lost a 10 to seven barn burner to the Maple Leafs at home. Uh, I I would not take the alternate over 15 in this one, Uh, but I I do like the Hurricanes. Really good team against a pretty bad team on a plus money puck line. I'm going to take it. And uh, lastly, the over here, Flames Wild. I'm going back to the well. I, I had the exact same over in this exact same matchup on Saturday, and they combined for 10. I'm not sure they're going to do that tonight, but the Wild, as of late, have, have been a little bit lacking in the defensive goaltending department. They've allowed three or more. I think it's in, in each of their last six or seven games. I think it's seven. Uh, and, and they've gone over that six and a half total. I think it's six of those seven. The Flames are... 14 and three in their last 17 games. And they're averaging, I think over 4.2 goals a game in that stretch. They've allowed, you know, close to, I think 40 goals also in that stretch. So they're not, they're playing well defensively, but still letting up some goals. So I I think those two teams, while it might not get to that 10 goal mark, they got to Saturday night in Calgary, uh, see some scoring happen between those two teams tonight. They both like to play a faster game, up-tempo game. And I uh, like to see some goals there. Yeah, that's about the. I, I can bet sides. I can bet props. I just can't bet an under in hockey. That's totals like. It's tough. Like, it's well, tough. Well, especially like it always ends up in a weird. It can never be like oh it's four nothing and the other team's just gonna skate it out. It's always like, oh it's you know it's three to two and they're gonna pull pull the goalie with like nine fucking mm-hmm. minutes left. Like that's how my life goes when I bet an under. So I gave up on that altogether. Yeah, there, there's a few spots early on in the year where you have a hot goaltender, or maybe co- even come playoff time where there's some spots to do it because the game kind of tightens up. But then again, so do the odds. So like, I it's just unders are no fun in hockey to bet. That under five and a half just is usually what it is. Under six looks so small, and it's just uh, you don't want to you want to stay away from it. It's no fun. It's no fun rooting for the clock in hockey. No. Although I, <clears throat> I used to go to college hockey games back in the day. And College had, hockey games are a blast. Producer Dan a, can attest to that. They're a lot, lot more fun. fun. Ours wasn't even – we didn't even have a – South Dakota State didn't have a team technically. It was a club team that was affiliated with the school that were – I don't know. It was, it was a very it was okay. very complicated thing. I don't understand how that all works. Like they still no, I had a brother did like, the same thing. My brother was on Purdue's hockey team, but it was a club hockey team. It wasn't like a Division One hockey team. It was just club. It's kind of strange, but still good hockey. Yeah, I don't, I don't fully understand how that all works. So, and people are docking on Milwaukee here. That's pretty funny. Yeah, there's a Milwaukee's been a a bugaboo for me for the past couple of years. The, the Horizon League in general. I should go back and look at my Horizon League uh, previews. See what I've done in years past. I think that's been a a bit of a struggle. It's just a, 
high variance tournament every year it seems like although last year it was just a maybe a, tr a trucking i think maybe cleveland state just ran right through it i'd have to read my fucking preview i guess um Go golf back, check the tape. bring back the wcha yes that's that's the hockey i grew up with you know people dog on me for not watching hockey because i'm from minnesota i used to watch a lot of college hockey when it was on like i loved watching the gophers play i watched the gophers michigan game live the you know the one the the what do you call that where you scoop the puck? Oh yeah, the the epic goal was like what twenty it was like twenty years ago now. The one where he behind the uh, behind oh, the net kind of picked it up on his yeah. Stick I mean, and, yeah. I, I was in like junior high, man. I, this is why I think it was multiple overtimes and the Michigan guy. It, it was like what? He, like can't even be mad. Like how do you score like that? No. How am I going to be mad? How are you going to be mad about that loss? So, uh close her out with some golf. If you kept up with my stuff and I'm somebody asked about my tournament previews, like how much are you just betting a unit on? A, yeah, I'm going to smaller units, but I'm going to just flat bet all the conference tournament previews. Like unless I say, hey, I'm betting a 40 to one. So this is a smaller bet. Everything's the same. That's what I'm doing in golf now. I'm not dinking around with this. Hey, I'm going to bet smaller amounts on this. I'm going to bet some, everything's the same. I'm just betting the same amount on everything. Because some weeks I hit an outright, and I'd like to absolutely crush when I do that. Some weeks my matchups do well. I want that to, you know, like my daily matchups, I used to bet smaller amounts on those because I thought it was higher variance where I think maybe the edges could be had there. So my daily stuff did better last week. So everything's just going to be the damn same. And honestly, that worked really well last week because we cleaned up on the top 30, top 20 markets with some big prices, and that's what saved my card. So I will have an article out tomorrow with all my bets. You can look for that. I will post it on the Twitter. But so far, just some outrights I placed yesterday and some top 40 bets. So I went a little squirrelier with top 20, top 30 because last week was a high-variance tournament with a real shitty field where you could have some goofy names up top. Guys like Svensson that weren't getting enough respect yet really came through for me. So Matthew Neesmith is going to perform well. Uh, I predicted him to perform well, and you know he just got there like by one spot into that top 30 market. But he's not going to do something like that with a field like this. A little tougher, so I did stick with 40s this week with a couple of guys starting with a former, former winner, a winner on the tour this year, Tom Hoagie, played really, really well at Pebble Beach. He just doesn't ever putt that well. If he putts as well as he did at Pebble Beach, he'll probably win again. Like, and that was a weird one with multiple courses, obviously a little goofier. He missed cut at Genesis, but he has been playing well despite being different types of courses and what we're looking at. The Amex second there, obviously I mentioned the win. This time last year, he was not the player he is this year. He missed the cut here. But he ended up playing very well at the players next week, finished 22nd. And he is a guy I'm kind of focused on based on just his overall game, where he's at right now, and the fact that he can play very well on these long par threes. Uh, if his putting is not there, he might miss the cut. But I like this price. If his putting is even, you know, average, he's definitely going to be there on the second day and the third day is the more important one for making the cut, I suppose, but making it through to the weekend. And I, you know, I don't, I don't expect him to compete with some of these top players, but I do think he'll be there and get into the top 40. Uh, my other ones, Shea Ravi, Shea Ravi, I say Chez, 
But uh, he's another one, too, where a lot of this was just kind of based on driving. I think he's very accurate off the tee, according to my numbers. We have water danger again here this week. He's another one. Putting's a little weak. A little bit of team, no putt. But, again, he's been playing well on a second shot. He's been driving well. That's a combination we like to call tee to green. And if he's finding the greens, I don't give a shit if he can't putt. I just need him to play average golf, make the cut, and find himself into the top 40 for almost a three-to-one price. So I like that one quite a bit. And then Brendan Todd I skipped over because I did talk about him yesterday in the outright markets. I said, hey, he's 150-1. to I'm taking a little tickler on here, but I'll probably have him in a finishing market too. Again, Pebble, 16th. Phoenix Open, 26th. Honda, a little lower. He was struggling with the second shot at the Honda. He actually putted very well the last couple of weeks. He is a guy who can putt pretty good on Bermuda, and that's another reason to be grabbing him here. But, uh, yeah, Brendan Todd is, you know, his his rolling putting stats, not great, but rolling putting stats on Bermuda only, very good. In fact, if you go, like, last 50 rounds with this field, Bermuda only, he's a top five guy. So he is a guy who can putt on this sort of stuff. And his fairway, you know, accuracy driving has been very good, along with a few other stats I'm using to try to find some guys with some value this week. So those three, in case you missed it, Brendan Todd, plus 220. Tom Hoagie, plus 150. And Chez Revy, plus 280. All top 40 markets. I love those. I think I think positional markets might be my favorite bet this year. Sorry, are you just like, I feel like when I watch the show, your golf picks a lot. A lot of your picks are those high potential, like off the tee, second shot guys, the guys who strike the ball very well, but don't putt all that great. Is a lot of your philosophy just like kind of taking the guys with the ball well and banking on them getting hot with the putter for four days? You can't predict putting. Like this is a weird. No, there are there are people out there who you can say this guy's a good putter, and you mm-hmm. can say this guy's probably a bad putter. But outside of like the edge cases, like ninety percent of the field putting is very hard to predict. It's not sticky. It's like we said with Tom Hoagie. He putted really well at at the the courses out there in Pebble, and he won. Like any anybody with a good overall game getting to the green, um. You know, I, I think they're they're super high variance to finish high. And yeah, most people who, who model golf struggle with the putting part because it's just not sticky. It's so hard to it's so hard to predict from week to week. <clears throat> I think, you know, like I mentioned, Bermuda grass, like there are some guys where you can say, Hey, this guy, he has a higher ceiling putting on this type of grass because it's he he plays well on this. There are people who play, you know, better on the bent grass where it's just that's like what we play up here, Matt. Like bent grass is just nice, easy. It just rolls. Uh, you know, some of these Poa and Bermuda, the way that uh, one is bumpy and the other one has a grain to it. You know, there's mm-hmm. people that can specialize in that. And I don't know. I struggle with all that. I've I've played in Bermuda once. It was horrible. It was, uh, I'm, used to, I'm used to my nice bent grass up here. I'm a bad Bermuda putter. Fade me on Bermuda. I wouldn't pick me this week. Um, yeah. Otherwise, thanks to... FanDuel Sportsbook for the title sponsorship. Look at us. We got an FD up on the corner. We're official. Us. I'm going to call Pat McAfee after this. So Actually, we're, it's, it's us. It's Pat McAfee, then us. I think we're I think we're the number two fan, FanDuel sponsorship. It's kind of one-two, I think. And it's 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 maybe one-one-A. So if you the enjoy. The least they can do is, is get McAfee on the show for us. I'll talk. I'll talk. 
So yeah. If you do enjoy betting on golf or whatever else, hit the thumbs up. Thanks to Matt for joining me today. Great guest hosting. Thanks to producer Dan. Thanks to you. And we'll catch you tomorrow.